Austria. He spoke English for the benefit of the American. Avoiding the questions, Meltzer lit a cigarette. Does Hitler intend to invade Czechoslovakia? Lazenzikov asked. Smeltzer shrugged, exhaling smoke. I've asked you here so that as members of the same professional community, we can prepare for any contingency. Tex Auten frowned. Smeltzer continued. We don't respect each other's ideologies, but in one way we're all alike. We enjoy the complexities of our profession. They nodded. You have a new complication to propose? The Russian asked. Why don't you boys say what the hell you're thinking? Tex Auten drawled. The others chuckled. Delacnes would ruin half the enjoyment. Gerard told Otten. He turned to Smeltzer, waiting. No matter what the outcome of the impending war, we must guarantee to each other that our representatives will have the opportunity for protection. Impossible. What kind of protection? Do you mean money? Unstable. It has to be gold or diamonds. The German nodded. And more precisely, secure places in which to keep them. The proven banks in Geneva, Lisbon and Mexico City, for example. Gold. The Russian sneered. And what do you propose we do with this capitalist commodity? Establish a system of safe houses. But what's new about that? We already have them. The others ignored him. And rest homes as well, I presume? Gerard told Smeltzer. I take that for granted. For the benefit of my American friend, let me explain. Each of our networks already has its own safe houses, that is true. Secure locations where its operatives can go for protection, say for debriefing, or to interrogate an informer. But while each network tries to keep these locations a secret, eventually the other networks find out where they are, so the places aren't truly safe. The armed men guard them. A larger opposing force could seize any house and kill whoever had sought protection there. Tex Auten shrugged. The risk is unavoidable. I wonder. What I propose is something new. An extension of the concept, a refinement of it. Under extreme circumstances, any operative from any of our networks would be given a chance for asylum in carefully chosen cities around the world. I suggest Buenos Aires, Potsdam, Lisbon, and Oslo. We all have business there. Alexandria? The Englishman suggested. That's acceptable. Montreal, if the war doesn't turn out to my benefit, I might be living there. Now, wait a minute. Do you expect me to believe that if a war is going on, one of your boys won't kill one of my boys in these places? As long as the opposing operatives remain inside. In our profession, we all know the dangers and the pressures. I'll admit that even Germans sometimes need to rest. And calm the nerves and heal the wounds. We owe it to ourselves. And if an operative wants to retire from his network completely, he'd have the chance to go from a safe house to a rest home and enjoy the same immunity for the rest of his life with a portion of the gold or the diamonds as a retirement fund. As a reward for faithful service, and an enticement to new recruits. If events proceed as I foresee, we may all need enticements. And if events proceed as I expect, I'll have all the enticements I need. Nonetheless, I'm a prudent man. Are we all agreed? What guarantees do we have that our men won't be killed in these safe houses? The word of fellow professionals. And the penalties? Absolute. Agreed. The American and the Russian were silent. Do I sense reluctance from our new nations? I agree in principle, and I'll attempt to appropriate funds, but I can't promise Stalin's cooperation. He'd never submit to shielding foreign operatives on Soviet soil. But you promise never to harm an enemy operative as long as he's in a designated safe house. Reluctantly, the Russian nodded. And Mr. Arton? Well, I'll go along. I'll kick in some money, but I don't want any of these places on American territory.
Then with this compromises, we agree? The others nodded. We'll need a code word for this arrangement. I recommend hospice. Unthinkable. Half our hospitals are called hospices. Then I recommend this alternative. We are all learned men. I'm sure you recall the story of my countryman from the Dark Ages, Peter Abelard. Who? Tex Otten said. Gerard explained. So he went to a church and was given protection? Sanctuary. We'll call it a sanction. The Abelard Sanction. Two days later, Wednesday, October 1, Deladier, France's Minister of Defense, flew back from the meeting with Hitler in Munich to his home in Paris. His plane landed at Le Bourget Airport. As he stepped outside, he was greeted by surging crowds who shouted, Long live France! Long live England! Long live peace! Waving flags and flowers, the crowds broke through the sturdy police barricades. Reporters rushed up the aluminum gangplank to greet the returning Minister of Defense. Deladier stood dumbfounded. Turning to Foucault of the Reuters news service, he muttered, Long live peace! Don't they understand what Hitler planned?